Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everyone? I am excited for today's episode. I pray that you all are equally as excited. Uh, We have a great show uh, today. I am going to be teaching in Philippians chapter 3. And uh, in this chapter, it's it's very interesting. The Apostle Paul is talking to the Philippians and is giving them some guidance and some direction. And I want this to be a follow-on to the series that I said uh, or that we just put out on uh, good or God and a continuation of being led by the Spirit, what that looks like, practical applications for us growing and maturing as disciples in the body of Christ. So... Today I want to, uh, I guess I'll be titling this, you know, uh, you know, staying out of the ditches. And when you think about a ditch, right, on both sides, of the, there's a ditch on both sides of the road. And a lot of times in West Virginia, right, you got one ditch on one side and there's either a creek or, you know, water that's on one side. And then on the other side, you have another ditch and then you have the road that is in the middle, And so if you are driving, you want to try and stay out of the ditches because if you get sucked into the ditch, it then becomes difficult for you to get out. And I I liken our relationship with Christ uh, to these, uh, you know, these ditches or these uh, perspectives that we can have that actually hinder us from going forward with the Lord. It's not that even that we're not even getting traction or that we're moving forward. It's just we're moving at a slower degree in maturing and developing than what we should. And so I want us to think about that today as you know we go through Philippians chapter 3. Uh, the desire that the Lord has for us in our lives is that we would be mature believers in the body. And you know I know that there are a lot of uh, leaders that are out there, you know, religious leaders, Christian leaders, church leaders, pastors. Uh, they could have a wide variety of titles and things. But uh, some of the things that I, I come across often, especially doing evangelism, is that a lot of people come up and they say, well, I've never heard that, um, you know, I, that there was a responsibility on me. And they've been in church for a long time. And, you know, my, I guess my ranger background kicks in and I'm like, there's a standard, right? There, there is a standard that we are to live by. There is a, a creed, a, a code of conduct for Christians and believers to live by, and it is prescribed to us through the Scriptures, and also the Holy Spirit brings that transformation in and speaks to us very clearly through uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, it, it just surprises me that a believer can, you know, be saved for a long time, and they never they were never taught that there was something for them to do besides just saying a prayer, and that was it. Um, You know, the Lord wants us to have a personal relationship with Him. So I want to stress that and emphasize that uh, as we begin to read the Scriptures, because the Lord has great things for you, and it's going to look different for where you're at in your your development uh, spiritually and at your development in Scripture. You know, you don't know what you don't know. But this is why we need to be in prayer. This is why we need to have good fellowship with other believers that are going after God, uh, that can strengthen us. And if we start to veer off in one of those ditches, they can scoop us up and get us back on the right track. So 
I pray that this uh, episode uh, encourages you today and strengthens you to go even deeper in your relationship. And, you know, and I can't even blame, I mean, not that I am blaming, you know, religious leaders and pastors and things of that nature. I mean, if they are overtly uh, teaching and preaching that believers inside of their congregations are not allowed to read the Bible, they shouldn't pray, and that the only person that's qualified is that religious leader, then yes, I would say that is that is in blatant error, and it is not uh, with the teachings of the gospel. If you even look at the example that Christ gave to us, he never puts down anyone. He never tells anyone, Hey, look, you're this is this is you, you're beneath us. He's like, Hey, you see me laying hands on the sick here? Now go two by two, go lay hands on the sick. Hey, you see me casting out demons? All right, go and cast out demons. Like he's always empowering and equipping uh people. And so when we think about the body of Christ, we think about churches, we can't even, you know, sit there and say, Well, the epitome of a Christian walk is just being attached to a denomination, because denominations they have their own agendas, and they have their own uh, views and ideas of what a relationship with Christ looks like. I, I really want to just encourage you guys to uh, get into the Scriptures, be praying, have that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, and then you know realize on your, on your, that there is a purpose, a destiny, a call that is for you, and that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, lead you, guide you, and direct you. And uh, I was talking to one of my buddies— uh, today, actually, and uh, he was telling me that, you know, he's never heard the audible voice of God, and I said, that's okay, not everybody is going to hear the audible voice of God, and, you know, but I also don't want to put him in uh, that position where it's like, hey, don't uh, desire to hear God's audible voice. Absolutely, you know, I, I tell people, hey, have the faith to to hear God's audible voice, but if you don't hear God's audible voice, that doesn't mean that you're any less than or that you're not one of his children, and he was uh, mentioning to me that oftentimes he is convicted uh, from the Holy Spirit. And I was like, that's a form of God speaking to you, right? Is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because if God, if you're not God's, right, why would you feel bad or remorseful about anything? And you might be sitting there going, well, you know, just being a good person. Well, what is being a good person? Define that for me. Oh, well, it's it's based on the culture. Really, I can take you to cultures around the world where, you know, it is legal and acceptable to do X, Y, and Z. And you would sit there and hear that and be like, oh my goodness, that's so evil. It's like, well, that's that's because the cultural norms cannot dictate our values and uh, our relationship, especially with God and concerning God. So we want to make sure that we're not being led by the culture, but we are actually being led by the Spirit of God, that we are being directed by Him. So um, let's get into some of this text today. So here in Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to read in uh, verse 9. I'll start there. And it says here, And uh, be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of 
that for which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. Now, you might be listening to this and you might say, okay, Caleb, what does that scripture mean? And Paul is simply saying here that he wants to know the Lord even more than what he is currently, and that he wants to know him uh, even more in, in a deeper, intimate knowledge. The know there that uh, in the Greek is genosko, which is the intimate knowledge. He wants to have that intimate knowledge of, of him and the power of his resurrection. And, you know, when we think about uh, the Apostle Paul, many of you might say, well, yeah, he's the Apostle Paul, so, you know, he's perfect, he's attained, and he's in, very clearly here he's saying that he has not attained and that he is not perfect. But he wants to grab a hold of Christ Jesus as he has also grabbed a hold of him. And you might be listening to this going, man, thinking about your, uh, your journey so far that you've had with the Lord, just think about where you were and where you are now. You know, uh, I liken it also to lifting weights, right? If you go to the gym uh, every day, it, it is difficult for you to see uh, the progress that you are making. But if someone hasn't seen you in six months and then they see you, they see the, the results a lot quicker than what you can because it has been a slow progression and in the same way, our relationship with the Lord can be a slow progression where we're not seeing the growth or we're not seeing the maturity. And then over a period of time, uh, we start engaging or meeting people that we haven't uh, talked with in a long time. And they're like, man, you have changed. There is something different about you. You're no longer the same that you were before. And you would be saying, yeah, but not that I'm perfect or that I've attained, just like the Apostle Paul is right here. That you're, What are you doing? You're going to press on. You're going to uh, keep going after the Lord. It says here in verse 12, that I press on, that I may lay a hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid a hold of me. 13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And here he is saying, I'm not going to let the past hold me back. I'm not going to be dictated by that for my future progression with the Lord. I'm going to let those things go and move forward. When I'm doing counseling uh, with believers or even church leaders, and I'm sitting down and talking to them, the number one things that come up is oftentimes past regrets that they have not let go of. They, they are still holding on to those things, and that actually is hindering them from moving forward. So, you know, definitely wherever you're at while you're listening to this, if you're a brand-new Christian, you, you're brand-new coming to the faith, or you're a seasoned sage and you've been saved for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, um, you know, I want us to get in that place where we're not uh, holding on to the things of the past, but we are learning from the things of the past, and we are moving forward, right? We want to move forward and press on towards the Lord. We want to move towards Him. We want to forget about those things in the past and move forward. And, you know, uh, especially when we're talking about hearing the Spirit, those ditches that I mentioned before, you, you got the road and you got e either side of the ditch. Uh, people will say, yeah, okay, well, you need to... Uh, be so hyper spiritual. If you if the clouds haven't split open and you don't hear thunder and lightning and God's audible voice speaking to you, then you're not saved. That's one ditch. And then in the other ditch is 
Uh, God's never going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit or audibly or any other way, and you're j- all you need to do is just know the Scripture and say the prayer. That's the other ditch. There is a balance, right? When I'm in prayer, I look at prayer as communication with God, and I am expecting to hear. It doesn't have to be, you know, audibly. I, I've only heard uh, the audible voice of God was uh, is twice in my life. The first uh, time that I heard it was actually to go into the military. Uh, interesting story. I'll, well, I'll kind of go over that. So I was in the uh, master's program for psychology at Marshall University. This was day one. I'm sitting there at the uh, syllabus orientation. So I'm sitting there. The professor's going over the syllabus, talking about the course and what uh, what it's all going to entail. And then behind, and then as I'm sitting there behind me, I hear you need to go into the army, and I'm like, that's odd. So I look behind me to see who it was, and there was an older guy that was sitting behind me, and I said, what did you say? He said, I didn't say anything to you. Completely different voice. And I'm like, okay. And so I paid it, started paying attention to the professor, and as they were continuing to go over the syllabus, I heard it again. You need to go into the army. And at this time, I knew that it was the Lord, and I was pale white as a ghost. I, got, I jumped up, and I ran out of the, out of the uh, classroom, and I, you know, they probably thought I had to go to the bathroom or something or whatever it was. But I left uh, the the campus grounds and I went to the uh, to our apartment where Abby was, and she saw me and I was white as a ghost. And she was like, "What happened?" I was like, "God just spoke to me." And she's like, "What did he say?" I said, "He says I need to go into the army." And uh, she's like, "What?" I was like, "I know that wasn't a desire of mine. It, it, it wasn't anything in my head, anything in my." Uh, even in- inwardly, it wasn't even in my spirit. It was an audible voice that I heard that was outside of me, my own thoughts, and uh, anything that I could recognize. So me and her, we prayed and we fasted uh, for seven days over it, and we had peace about it. And I went to an Army recruiter, and instead of going and getting my master's degree in psychology, I joined the Army and uh, got a uh, Ranger contract and and went into the Ranger Regiment. Many of you know my testimony, and it was the Lord taking me uh, through the military to prepare me and to build me uh, for ministry. And not that the ministry is the end-all, be-all. And I want to make that very clear. If you're listening to this, you're like, well, that's what I need to do. Or, you know, oh, everything's going to be geared towards ministry. No, ministry, this is what I'm doing here in this season. If God tells me to, to not do this anymore, it will be finished. It will be over. So as long as this season here... He's wanting me to do this, and he's leading me to do this, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, right? I'm going to be obedient to the Lord. So in the same way, wherever you're at, if the Lord is leading you, it doesn't have to be audibly, though uh, the Lord ha- has spoken to people audibly, and I've met a handful of people in my uh, ministry that have heard God audibly, and it has changed their lives, and it, uh, and it has always worked out for the better. Now, that doesn't mean if you haven't heard the audible voice of God that you're not saved or you're not as good as as a such-and-such person or anything of that nature. No, that has no bearing on that. It's just that, well, honestly, I think that God had to speak audibly for for me with that because He knew that I would not just go off of an inward uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit or, or anything at that time. I mean, I don't think I could have heard that clearly unless it was the audible voice of God. And God knows exactly who you are and where you're at and what He 
uh, needs to do to uh, help grow and mature you in that place on where you're at. So I pray that this is making sense to you because, you know, as we see here with um, the story with the Apostle Paul, he was knocked off of his high horse, uh, literally, and, uh, and he was blinded. And the Lord was audibly speaking to him and for, you know, the, the time that he was there until Ananias came in and prayed for him and healed him of his blindness. He was there and he was thinking about, you know, because uh, at that point he was persecuting Christians. And he was his mission was to go out there and track them down, hunt them down, imprison them, beat them, you know, and, and, and separate and divide uh, the Christian faith. And now the Lord is... Uh, changing his heart has is, is changed him, obviously, knocked him off of his horse and redirected him. You know, and oftentimes we need to be kicked off of our high horse and redirected in the same way. And God, but God knows exactly what you need and where you're at. So, you know, don't be discouraged if you're like, well, I never got this. You know, I've heard testimonies of people receiving dreams and visions, and I was like, man, that would be so cool to receive that. But don't let that. Uh, hinder you from your relationship with God. You may get a cool dream. You may get a cool vision. You God may audibly speak to you, or it may just be that inward witness and that conviction of the Holy Spirit that just is doing that slow progression and moving and leading and guiding you. So, so I just want to encourage you guys with that. You know, do not do not let uh, others' experiences kind of hinder or dictate you. You know, going back to those ditches. Man, stay on the road. Don't get into one ditch or the other and say, well, God, if you don't audibly speak to me, then I, 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 I guess I'm not your kid. Boom, you're in a ditch. Or, God, don't ever speak to me or don't ever show me anything else. Boom, you're in a ditch. In the middle is, Lord, have your way. Right? Going back to the gospel message, which is, I'm going to deny myself, I'm going to pick up my cross, and I'm going to follow him. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul is saying here in Philippians chapter 3. He is saying, I am going to follow Christ, and I am going to lay a hold of him as he has laid a hold of me. And he's not going to let the things of the past hold him back, but he is going to move forward, and he is going to advance the kingdom of God. I mean, man, that, that should be encouraging. And, and if you're listening to this, you know, I don't want you to think, oh, well, you know, I just got to go into ministry then. That's where it's at. No, be obedient, because there are seasons, even in the, in the Apostle Paul's life, we see that in one season he's sitting there planning and building churches, and the next season he's building tents while he's advancing the churches. So <clears throat> you never know what the Lord has for you and what he's calling you into. So I just want to encourage you with that. Where you are, pray, seek the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to you, to uh, bring that correction or conviction that leading, and that guidance. Does that make sense? Amen. All right, so uh, on 14, it says, And I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. He's saying, listen, if we're mature, let us then have this mind, have this thing where we are saying, okay, even if we are otherwise, if we're not mature, that God will then begin to reveal to us the places that we need to grow up in and mature in. That should be the heart and desire of the believer. 
You need to desire to be a mature believer and have that mature relationship with the Lord. That is where you are going to see continual growth, and that is where it is not your will being done, but it is His will being done. And that is significant because, listen, you can do a whole lot of things in your own strength, in your own power, and your own uh, with your own talents and your own charisma. But man, when you are going, being led by the Holy Spirit, and He's guiding you and He's directing you, you are going to see amazing things happen, and God will receive the glory for it. Amen? All right, 16. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have uh, already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. To the degree and the measure that we have attained, let us walk in that. That should be the cry of our heart. Like, Lord, uh, I'm not going backwards. I'm going to go forwards, and I'm going to advance. You know, I do not want to go around the mountain. That was a, you know, a popular term uh, back in the, uh, the early 2000s, you know. Oh, you're going to walk around this mountain again, going around this mountain again. God does not want us to walk around the mountain. He wants us to the degree that we have already attained that we should walk in it and that we advance and move forward. And just like that gym analogy, you know, as you are working out and you are being consistent, you might not see the gains that you're making. But over a period of time, those who have not seen your progress and then they see you, they're going to be amazed. And they're going to say, man, there is something about you that has changed. You are not the same as you were. There is a uniqueness that is within you. And that can, that can happen. I mean, there are guys that I know that, you know, when I was in uh, the 3rd Ranger Battalion, that now they, they know me and they're like, man, you are different. There is something that has changed about you. Was I a believer when I was in 3rd Ranger Battalion? Yes, I was a believer. And I was walking with the Lord and I was on my journey and God was leading me, guiding me, and directing me. But it's, since then, I have grown and matured. And over that period of time, that continual progression... To the degree that I have attained, I will continue to walk in. And I'm not going to sit there and just settle for, oh, well, I'm better than so-and-so. Comparisons will kill you in the body of Christ. Do not allow comparisons to creep in, because that, that is one thing that, that we do in the American culture, is we look at other people and we say, oh, well, they're more successful than me, or they got this, or they have that, and I'm competing with them. You are not competing with anybody. You need to run the race that is in front of you, and you need to, to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. You need to uh, have that old man, that old flesh, crucified daily. You need to get on that altar and get into that place where you're asking the Holy Spirit, hey, if you have an assignment for me, use me. If you are leading me, guiding me, you need me to change something or move something, then I will be obedient to that. I've I've met a ton of guys... Uh, from my past, especially in my military service, that the Lord has gotten a hold of them. And man, you can tell the difference. They are no longer the same as they were before. And it's not that they're perfect or that they've already attained, but they are trying to lay a hold of Christ as he has laid a hold of them. They have been changed. They have been transformed. The Holy Spirit has come in and is doing a work inside of them. And in that, man, it is beautiful. And so I want to encourage you, as you're listening to this, man, do not give up hope. Do not give up your faith. You know, keep pressing 
uh, forward, and even if you're not seeing those gains or you don't, you're not, you know, seeing supernatural things happen all around you, man, just stay faithful with the Lord. Get into the Word. Spend that time with God, and you will start seeing all things around you. Right? They'll start being revealed even more and more and more. And I tell people, you know, God's doing stuff around us all the time. It's just that we don't have eyes to see it or ears to hear it. And when we do, though, man, it is beautiful. That's where those testimonies come in that even even make our uh, faith even stronger in the Lord. And we have those experiences. We have those testimonies that we can draw on. And we say, you know what? I know that he's real. This is what the Lord's done in my life. This is what he's continuing to do. And man, I, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection that we can walk in to in the degree that we have attained, that we could walk in that. And, you know, coming together as the body of Christ and encouraging one another, building one another up in our most holy faith. Man, it is so awesome to be a part of the body of Christ in this hour. You know, think about this, that the saints, right? You, I mean, think of even Billy Graham, right? Think about Billy Graham. Think about the evangelists in the early 1900s, the 1800s, the 1700s. Man, we are a part of such a beautiful legacy of believers from, you know, the first century all the way to now, and and it is just really cool to see the advancement of the church, and uh, I want to encourage you, do not be discouraged with the body of Christ. Uh, Don't let uh, buildings, denominations, institutions define your relationship with the Lord. Have that personal relationship with the Lord, just because you have a bad representative from a company doesn't mean that the company's bad. That means that representative represented the company poorly. So I want to encourage you that if you have past church hurt or pain uh, and you're saying, hey, man, you know, the church really hurt me, that's not Christ, okay? That was a building. That was an institution. That was a denomination. Uh, you need to get connected and plugged in with a kingdom family, that is going to encourage you, that's going to build you up, uh, that's not going to uh, tear you down and, and, and stab you when you're down, you know? You, you want to be the one that's a part of that kingdom family that's, that's coming in for redemption and restoration. And the Apostle Paul says, hey man, those that are mature in the body of Christ, you should be picking those up, those people up who are falling and who are hurt, and bring restoration and healing. You should restore such a one. So I definitely want to encourage you guys, as you are in your journey with the Lord, that you have a desire to go even deeper with God, and you are uh, you're encouraged and looking hopeful towards the future. Don't look at gas prices. Don't look at the news. Don't look at all these different things and say, well, you know, Jesus must be coming back. No, he's coming back for a bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And that's on us that we need to be uh, sitting there and and saying, you know what, this is the time that the Lord has chosen for us to be alive and to be on this earth. We will not uh, roll over to the enemy, but we will stand our ground and we will stand for righteousness and we will be led by Thank the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much Spirit. for joining in today's so episode. You this day, if you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, word, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com. I love all of you. Have a phenomenal day.